2: It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Kyrie Irving, Isaiah Thomas, Joey Devine, Jay Crowder, Ante Zizic, Sean Keane, a 2018 Brooklyn Nets pick, unprotected, Danny Ainge's pocket lint. The Big Dig. A River on Fire. Somebody from LeBron James' entourage interning in the Cleveland front office. Musical guest Aerosmith. And now the host (laughs) of Brown Ball Rock, Joey Devine.
1: Whoa, 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 um, guys, hi, Roundball Rockers, it's me, Joey Devine, this is an emergency podcast, it's an emergency Uh, podcast, Kyrie Irving finally got traded, (laughs) wow, say that again, Sean, uh, no, I just said, wow,
2: he finally got traded, it
1: is. And it immediately dated a podcast we'd recorded about an hour before. Yeah. That you will hear tomorrow. You'll hear tomorrow. Uh, where hear I this. complain about how there's no news and I'm sure we'll have to cover some bullshit LeBron James <laughs> tweet.
2: <laughs> it didn't even there was actually no reason to bring up Kyrie Irving, but like seconds before the end of the podcast I did for no reason. Because I was like, "Yeah, oh, it's so boring." <laughs> you Nothing know, happens in the NBA in August. Why is it their NBA news ruining everybody's vacation all the time? <laughs> uh, well,
1: we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> but first, we should explain. I'm sure you listeners know because you are fine round ball rut. What the fuckers? Um, by the way, hi, it's lit, fam. These trades are lit. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, probably already know this but Kyrie Irving is a Boston Celtic and Isaiah Thomas Jay Crowder the Brooklyn Nets pick and uh Ante Zizic are all Cleveland Cavaliers and boy do we have a lot to say about this trade we do we have a lot to say (laughs) about it uh
2: for one Joey you kind of called this one
1: I sort of did didn't I um I mean, I I think you did.
2: You said it was. You at least said it was the most logical move. Do you want to explain your thinking?
1: I can't remember if I said it on a podcast or in a text message. Is the only. Oh,
2: that's that's true. Uh, (laughs) Dubaru, Dubaru, did Joey call it? Let us know, uh, and then fly a W or an incomplete after that. Uh, Yeah, and so I remember your thinking was, you know, you're you're dealing with. Kyrie Irving says he wants to leave. LeBron won't stay won't say he wants to stay. Mm-hmm. Get a guy who is a great solution for 2017-18 and then you just get rid of everybody at the end. if LeBron leaves, you know, you can just right. let Isaiah go, trade Kevin Love and then you're starting fresh.
1: Right, which seems like that's going to happen, right? Unless I mean, I could
2: I still kind of think that LeBron has not really made up his mind to any degree. It and again, does seem yeah. like
1: this would, if I were LeBron, this would increase my chances of staying. That's for sure. Uh, I agree, too, because,
2: you know, I don't, I think short term, don't you think the Cavs are better?
1: Yes, but also what they can do is let Isaiah walk. Let, isn't Crowder also a free agent?
2: Um, no, hour? he. Well, he's he's on a cheap deal. I believe Jay Crowder is on going into the third year of a five-year contract. Actually, Jesus, I but thought, he thought he it only,
1: was the third year of a four-year contract. He um, actually
2: he only makes eight million a year
1: though. Yeah, either way, he's super movable. Yeah, but, uh, Jay Crowder... Hold on, let me just... We, we don't want any
2: inaccurate information here. Yeah. Jay Crowder is looking at three more years at a Jesus. total... A total of uh, just under $22 million. So he does not God. even make $8 million. So that's actually a, pretty good. He's 27 years old, so they have him through age 29. So very movable. Like, he's... I think he's... He's not as good as
1: he was like a year ago,
2: it doesn't seem like, but uh, that's, a, that's
1: a useful guy. His defense was definitely worse last year. Um, Agreed. But, but what they can do is get this, move everybody next summer, re-sign LeBron, sign Chris Paul. Chris Paul's still a free agent. The banana boat <laughs> team in Cleveland now is alive and well.
2: Yes, because that was not the case before, and now everybody's a free agent at the first time since, you know, 2010. You know, honestly, (laughs) they could add Bosch. Uh, (laughs) I I mean, if you want to run it back with that whole banana boat and then the weird banana navigator, the Scotty of the banana boat, the guy who's just staying on land, charting courses and, you know, playing computer games. Chris Bosch, the Look, second mate of the banana boat.
1: I've watched a lot of the Amazon Prime original Bosch, uh-huh. and it is true. <laughs> Bosch never turns his badge and gun in for good.
2: Yeah, they, they're they uh, like, uh, <laughs> you can't do it, Bosch. You're under investigation. You're a blood clot in this department, Bosch. <laughs> and then there's always like a Pat Riley character trying to derail
1: Bosch. Just yeah, and then gets Bosch results. throws him through a plate glass window. Right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Just um, like Chris Bosch did to the title hopes of the San Antonio
1: Spurs. Um but but let's not get ahead of ourselves and start talking about banana boat Cleveland style. Um Who won this trade, Sean?
2: Um boy. You know, initially I was like the Celtics won this one for sure. Like, like this is, this is what you want to do when you have, you know, you have too many assets, you have a bunch of stuff, this is the time to make a move and get a superstar. Um, and then I started looking at the actual transactions they made year to year, and, you know, they added Gordon Hayward, Jason Tatum, and Kyrie Irving this offseason, which is very impressive. But they lost... Isaiah Thomas, Avery Bradley, Jay Crowder, Crowder. and Kelly Olenek. And Ante Zizic. And Ante Ante Zizic, (laughs) who was not on the team last year. And they, and yeah. So they, you know, I mean, I guess Gordon Hayward was going to start at the three anyway. But so now they're starting. I mean, really, what, what I thought was, it made me think, I bet they wish they had not
1: traded Avery Bradley. See, what it makes me think is I bet they wish they had not traded L. Fultz. Oh, yeah. And then yeah. just traded <laughs> Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> right. Like, well, that that also.
2: <laughs> because even even with the trade of Jay Crowder, they're now down to six small forwards. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I guess Jalen Brown starts at two guard. Is that what happens next year? No, Mark is smart, bro. Uh, I, God. Okay. I I iras- I probably should I'm I'm being too negative about Marcus Smart but that's just how I feel baby. Um <laughs> It's still a weird team. Like I still don't think they necessarily beat Cleveland in the playoffs. And you know, next year if if Cleveland blows it up or whatever, it just feels like their offseason happened in the wrong order. If that mm-hmm. makes sense like like if you're gonna make this trade, I would rather get Jimmy Butler for all that stuff. Sure, and that's way more than Chicago got for Jimmy Butler.
1: They could have gotten Paul George too.
2: For this package, yes, for yeah, sure. I mean, um. I mean, I don't, I don't. Maybe Indiana was not interested in Isaiah Thomas, but as I said on a podcast that you'll be hearing tomorrow, <laughs> who wants Victor Oladipo, man? Uh, it's, it's weird, like, and Boston fans, I, I still think Boston, I think they won the trade because I got Kyrie Irving. Like, I think that comes down to it, but damn, did Cleveland get a good return.
1: Um, I think Cleveland won this trade pretty handily.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's weird because my gut was like, Boston for sure won this trade, and every word I say I'm like uh, I don't know because Jay Crowder is gonna be very very useful for Cleveland well, when they play you know Golden State but also when they play the Boston Celtics Isaiah like,
1: Thomas was better than Kyrie Irving for everything but the playoffs last year yeah and he and was like, better a lot better he
2: was also better in the playoffs before he injured his hip yes like like
1: Kyrie Before Irving he had like the the biggest nightmare three months a human being could have,
2: but even with a death in his family and a broken jaw, he still outplayed Kyrie Irving for the first month of the playoffs mm-hmm. and he he is worse on defense. He's probably the worst defensive player. Is he the worst defensive player in the nBA There's probably
1: worse. But, um, he's pretty bad, but I would about... say Monte Ellis is probably worse. <laughs> that's okay. That's that's probably true. Uh, um, but, but yeah, but, but about Kyrie's Isaiah, no good. So right. The, the thing about Isaiah versus Kyrie defensively is at least Isaiah tries on defense. Kyrie does not. Yes. Like Kyrie dies on screens. Isaiah at least fights through him. He's just too short to do anything.
2: I guess, I mean, that's that's what I'm, I'm curious about with Boston is uh, their defense seems like it's a lot worse. Like, obviously, they got rid of Isaiah Thomas, which is going to help that, but they don't have Avery Bradley or Jay Crowder. Like, Crowder to Hayward is a downgrade. Um, I don't think Jason Tatum is supposed to be particularly adept at defense. Al Horford's fine, but he's a year older, and he's not really a rim protector or anything uh it just i i don't know who on the team is like a good defensive player marcus smart
1: i guess well hayward's good at defense
2: yeah but he's not like jay crowder
1: sure um hayward's good at defense uh
2: i maybe terry Rozier. like it just
1: it seems like if
2: they play the Cavs again the calves are still going to score like 130 <laughs> points a game on them like i don't i don't know if if all of their moves have really solved that fundamental thing um but just just well they did get a
1: big aaron baines he's fine on defense right you have no idea i don't have any like <laughs> he played for i i,
2: did, I don't think i can i have no memory of him playing a single game for the pistons Apologies to the Motor City and to Stan Van Gundy. But uh I mean, how much did he play?
1: I don't know. I didn't watch a single minute of Pistons <laughs> basketball last year, I'm gonna be Sorry, honest. Sorry, listeners. <laughs> um, They're the one team I think I did not watch. I have that's um, why like like
2: Reggie Jackson was so unpleasant to me. <laughs> I realized that when when Contavious Caldwell Pope came to the uh the Lakers, I was like,
1: yeah, I have, this,
2: I have this pretty solid feeling of him from reading stats, watching him <laughs> a year ago, writing about basketball, talking about basketball, and playing video game basketball. But the actual Contavius Caldwell Pope, I don't think I've seen a game more recent than like February of 2016. <laughs> like, like, it'll be a. Del- I'm going to watch about the Lakers and be like, who is that guy? <laughs> it's such solid D. And then it's like, oh, it's KCP that's what he looks like
1: <laughs> <laughs> um
2: yeah uh the other the other weird thing i would say is i read that it was the first time in nba history that two uh not even nba finals but conference finals opponents traded some dudes in the off season
1: yeah that makes sense
2: uh our friend our reader sf jeff from San Francisco said it was like, if the Celtics had traded McHale for worthy after the 84 finals. And I mean, that's kind of, that kind of works. I mean, I was thinking more (laughs) of
1: it's like, if, uh, the, uh, it's like, if the bulls traded Pippen for Dumars. Yeah.
2: I mean, it actually, (laughs) like what a weird thing to have happen. I mean, it, to be honest, to me, it feels like if Lisa Simpson had been traded for Rudy Huxtable.
1: <laughs> well, that's a way bigger upgrade for the Simpsons.
2: Oh, oh for sure. Get, Gross. Get, get, get Rudy in there. <laughs> I love that Rudy Bart dynamic. Man, <laughs> all right. Looks like I'll be writing some fan fiction. Oh, my God. Um, uh, Joey, I feel terrible about this. I know yeah. it's an emergency podcast, but we still have to keep the lights on.
1: Oh, do you uh, have an ad read? We have a new
2: it? sponsor. We got we. I landed wow. one. Um, okay, well, this week's roundball rock has a new sponsor. I haven't looked at this yet. Uh, new roundball rock has a new sponsor, and oh, oh no, it's it's a new food product called Jay Crowder's Boston baked beans. Oh my god! Uh, all right. <laughs> Uh, I'm just going to read this Jay Crowder's Boston Baked Beans are fresh out of Back Bay Jay Crowder and his chefs have spent years Even longer than the Big D dig Perfecting the Boston Baked Beans recipe Here's the trick These beans have leprechaun magic Look, they may have come in second on the taste test this y- last year But with a brand new chef from Utah These baked beans are going all the way on a personal note, Jay Crowder loves the city of Boston so much he learned its culinary secrets. The city of Boston will never leave his heart, and these baked beans will never leave your shelves. Jay loves that dirty water. Boston, you're his home. Jay Crowder's <laughs> Boston Baked Beans, they're here to stay. Oh, I, I just feel bad after that one. Um, I They're probably on sale now, I guess. Feel bad Um, for all the employees of Jay Crowder's Boston Baked Beans.
1: uh, Sorry, guys. So while you were doing that ad read,
2: uh,
1: I looked to see if LeBron James had tweeted anything. Yes. And it turns out he had. Yes. (laughs) It's not as good as you'd think. Um, But I figure I should read it. Uh, So it's a quote tweet of a video of a guy filming a Kyrie Irving jersey and it says okay Cavs fans you know what to do and you assume he's about to light it on fire but then he puts a sign that says thank you so much with a heart drawn on it um LeBron James's (laughs) quote is that's the only way to be to the kid special talent slash guy nothing but respect and what a ride it was our three years together young goad Hashtag fillet. I don't know what the hashtag Filet. is, but um, all right.
2: Uh, well, LeBron continues to be an even bigger dork than he already <laughs> was. Like it's from coming back to Cleveland, it has been a straight up dork fest for LeBron James. A lot of exclamation points on Twitter. <laughs> Like, come on, dude. Oh, young, young, good. You demanded a trade, but what a ride it has been. Like, like, just
1: come on, dude. I'm sure he's going to subtweet. He'll have some Instagram video tomorrow where he's like, here's me taking out the trash. Yeah. Like a rap song place. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's they... like literally him putting a bag of garbage into a garbage can. Uh.
2: Yeah. Uh, are people, bur- do you burn Is Cleveland going to burn that jersey after a
1: trade? They are, right? Um, I mean, he did request the trade. Yeah. Yeah, But they won the trade so handily. I mean, they got a lot of stuff. They went from having no assets (laughs) to, like, the number one asset. The thing people have been, like, jacking off over for three (laughs) years. (laughs) Pardon my language. No, but I mean... People um, would not shut up about the fucking Brooklyn picks yeah. for years and now fucking Cleveland has it? Uh-huh. Come on. <laughs> and I mean the, Boston
2: does have a lot of young talent, but uh here's a here's a question. How old is Al Horford right now? <laughs> he's thirty one.
1: Uh Gordon Hayward. I get he's he's a young man. Gordon Hayward's a lot younger than you he's think he 27. Is because because Utah fucked up his free agency so bad.
2: Yeah, and then you um, see it—you see his hairline, and you're like, "Oh, he's like a white player starring in the NBA. This must be a man who played in the '80s." Right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh,
1: I mean, Hayward and Kyrie for the East—that's a—that's a solid. I mean, I—you know me—I'm not high on Kyrie Irving, but or Isaiah Thomas, frankly, no. Um, but I do feel bad for Isaiah Thomas here.
2: We He uh, lost some money, I think, He definitely
1: right? lost money,
2: yeah.
1: And I just... I know
2: I understand the thinking, but that has not got to sit well, right? When you see a guy who had the kind of postseason for that team that he did, and then they're like, mm, we're good. <laughs> Get right. out of here.
1: Well, I... <laughs> Look, I'm not going to put this on him because, again, like, don't blame victims and crimes. Uh, and Danny Inch definitely stole money from him just now. Yeah. But um, he probably shouldn't have been talking about how much they're going to need to pull up the Brinks truck. And yes. getting Brinks truck slippers. <laughs> and uh, um, just knowing how cheap... That man has a fucking card that gives him chipotle for free, and that's why he eats uh. a Chipotle 10 <laughs> times a week yeah I he mean, took they're... Gordon Hayward to fucking Panera bread <laughs> to celebrate I mean they're gonna somebody is gonna
2: pull up a Tonka truck for Isaiah Thomas next year,
1: which is good because it's uh the right size he can get in it and drive it away um uh, do you need yeah, go ahead. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry. You you were correct. I didn't mean to. I I was looking at Twitter and I saw that Rudy Gobert just retweeted uh, Isaiah Thomas's tweet recruiting Gordon Hayward to Boston. Oh no! So I think Rudy Gobert won this trade, Joey. I think <laughs> that's who. Oh, ah, the NBA is the best, man. This is so. Again, um, well, can we talk about what happened to the nBA writers that we love so uh, much? Let's get to that later <laughs> okay. i okay.
1: I still feel like <laughs> we should walk through the timeline of the oh yeah, 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 because okay. it was so crazy. In fact, I will read a series of text messages Zach Harper and I sent to each other as this was happening so initially, the <laughs> response was uh." um the initial trade sham shams said it was Isaiah Thomas for Kyrie Irving then it was Isaiah Thomas and Crowder and Zizic for Kyrie Irving and then they kept saying picks and that is when uh I texted uh I'm not an I texted the, texted this to a friend of the program Zach Harper uh I'm not an NBA insider or anything but what's being reported doesn't seem like enough for Kyrie and then he texted back, then we read the same tweet at the same time, and we both sent the text, they're getting the Brooklyn pick, and then Zach sent, what is happening? And I said, oh, fuck, never mind then. That is enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, all I know is... You know what's happening right now with that Brooklyn pick? What's that? Dan Gilbert's son Nick is definitely shopping for bow ties. Oh, again. he's got to have a great one. Like, do you think he would? Do you think he should get
2: a bow tie with a leprechaun on it? Also, is he taller than Isaiah Thomas?
1: Uh, I bet he's shorter. Yeah, that's
2: probably, that's probably true. Probably, you're probably right.
1: Uh, The other thing we should probably talk about is uh, how hurt is Isaiah Thomas? It's not Um, clear, right? Yeah, he did did not get the hip surgery, apparently. They said it was, they thought about giving him hip surgery, but then they just decided to give it rest. And apparently the Cavs are not worried about that.
2: Uh, Danny Ainge is already saying that the hip injury was part of it. So what a fucking asshole! He's the worst, dude. Oh, <laughs> uh, he said that that uh, there's going to be a delay for I say, God damn it! Auto playing CBSSports.com. A pox on you! Okay. Um, well,
1: we cu- I couldn't hear it, so don't oh, worry.
2: well then that was just
1: that sounded <laughs> so that like that sounds like you got you possessed by
2: the devil. Um, <laughs> Uh, he didn't get surgery. He's probably not going to be... Ainge said they. he thinks he won't be ready for the start of the season, but will ultimately be fine. Uh, so could he fail a physical? He's not going to fail a physical.
1: It doesn't matter. I don't think he's going to fail a physical.
2: The only person who fails physicals is Stan Van Gundy when he has second thoughts about trading for Denonis Montiunis. That's
1: one of the fact happens. Um here's another question I have regarding this trade. Is uh wither Kevin Love, Sean? Yeah, I mean, what we, does this mean for Kevin Love? <laughs> I mean he's
2: probably psyched, dude. I think it for me, what it says is we are going to see Kevin Love playing a lot of center. Right? Like like isn't there closing lineup? I mean I don't know, but I, I, I would think that their closing lineup now involves a front court of Crowder, James, and Love. Um, Could be.
1: I mean that's pretty I still think you want Tristan Thompson in there for defense, right?
2: Maybe. I just I just think they're gonna end up playing love at center way more. And the more, you know, forwards. Because they liked playing like that, but Iman Shumpert's just not very tall, and so he's not really a good three, exactly. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I think it helps him with a little bit of size. Um, He's been remarkably silent all summer, but I assume he's, like, jamming with, you know, John Stamos, (laughs) Al Jarreau, some of his his friends, uh... Oh, and, oh, he's uh, designing clothes for Banana Republic too. So that'll oh, be good. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, aren't he and Isaiah Thomas pretty friendly too? I don't think that. I mean, uh, that doesn't matter. Who cares? They're friends know. with their coworkers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, because Nate Duncan was suggesting that they should now trade Kevin Love for a wing.
2: Oh well that's interesting and then And
1: play Jay Crowder full time at the
2: at the four. The four. Or I mean if you're playing LeBron it, it it's a little apositional. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I I just think the Celtics kinda gave up a lot and since Cleveland had to trade him Yeah, I mean I guess it, it just depends on what you get. I
1: kinda like Kevin Love though. I mean me too (laughs) not against the Warriors but that's the problem is the Warriors I guess we should talk about this from the Warriors standpoint now Um, the Warriors are going to eat up a Kevin Love Isaiah Thomas pick and roll oh my god
2: yeah I mean it didn't now to be fair it didn't really seem like Tristan Thompson could stop them in the finals either no it didn't (laughs) (laughs) uh yeah it's it's gotta be weird as a boston fan because you have all these guys well the two most beloved celtics are now gone
1: right Mm -hmm. yes well like i don't think bill simmons has tweeted the most famous celtics fan bill simmons has tweeted yay or nay on this trade yet
2: i believe he's i believe he's already recorded a pod Oh maybe not. Oh he he has. Yes, yes, yes. He he got the <laughs> he, he called KOC, Titus, oh. Serrano's on it, Charks. How do you say his last name? Charks. Yeah. Charks. Uh he has not really weighed in. All he all he has I said I mean I is, bet he
1: does on that podcast.
2: Yes. <laughs> But all Which, he has all he has posted is exclamation points. I'm sure he's in favor of it because he's very pro Kyrie.
1: And I but he was also super pro Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas.
2: I think he I think he'll be pretty into it, considering has, how he feels about it. Has Kyrie friend right.
1: of the pod, Mike Malloy, uh the other See, most these are the g- Celtics fan. These <laughs> are our these
2: are our sources. <laughs> it's um... <laughs> I uh, I, well, I I just started to look for him, and I started to look for real Mike Malloy, and I'm like, no, he's he's fake Mike Malloy mm-hmm. on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> he is a fake Mike Malloy. Uh, uh,
1: okay, three hours ago he tweeted at Celtics, cancel the trade. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a,
2: well, yeah. That's I think he's I think he's correct in that. I don't know. I guess I don't know why Boston made the trade now. Like, why don't you just wait two weeks or wait till training camp? Like, Cleveland still doesn't really have a general manager. Like, just, just obviously they do have a
1: GM, Kobe Altman. He made this fabulous trade.
2: He did. I just, I don't. I mean, <laughs> good job, Kobe. Look, good job, Kobe Altman. I'm, I don't know why I'm backing that up. I. I guess if I had a if I was facing a team that had a brand new GM, everyone on the team and the roster seemed to be fighting with each other uh, and taking cheap <laughs> shots at each other. Mm-hmm. Like let that shit get to training camp, because someone's gonna say something, someone's gonna rap a song, someone's gonna be on a boat or at a pickup game. Um, I think LeBron is very happy right now, though. I do. I, really I would know.
1: agree. Because I mean, it... there's a reason he didn't subtweet anybody. Because no. he's happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 They like it's very <laughs>
2: easy to be gracious when someone's walking out the door when a bunch of new talented friends are walking through the door to meet you. Um, now, maybe the Celtics felt like they could trade that Boston pick because they have that Laker pick. But I don't know how great that Laker pick will necessarily be.
1: You know, like it's not. I think it's going to be pretty good. It... I mean, it's this year's pick, right? I mean, it should be. Oh, but it has to be between two and five or else. Oh, that's right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what a weird. <laughs> um... <laughs>
1: <laughs> but then if not, it becomes a King's pick.
2: I like that the new CBA has allowed the, the NBA trade rules to become like a game of King's Cup. You know, where it's just like, "Hey, we made the last trade, and now you can protect
1: other people's picks." <laughs> Wait, why didn't Danny Ainge put any protection on this pick? Uh,
2: I think it would have been very difficult because it's Brooklyn's pick. Like they were able to. Um...
1: Well, actually, I don't know because Philadelphia no, because was able to Philadelphia protect. Philadelphia put a bunch of protections on their those picks that he just oh, traded for. You know what I
2: think? You know what I think it is is. Um... Well, actually, I don't know how the protection worked on that false trade pick. Now that I'm (laughs) thinking about it, but I think maybe it's like so. If they if what happens if um, what happens to that protected pick if they don't
1: get it this year? The they get the Kings pick next year.
2: Oh, so it's either the Laker pick this year or the Kings pick in 2019. Yeah, I think so. It's
1: technically a Lakings pick. Oh. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so oh it's an LA Kings pick. They get yeah. they can get Luke Robotai. <laughs> they get Luke Jr. Robitaille, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I think the reason Boston can't do that is they don't have anything of similar value for an equivalent. So like oh, that if makes they protect sense. the yeah, Boston yeah. pick, what can they give the Cavs? I mean, I guess they could Oh, because the other thing they'd give them would be that Kings pick, and they have no idea if they're going to get it or not. God, wouldn't that be fun? Watching a meaningless Kings-Lakers game at the end of March where fans in Cleveland and Boston are just on the edge of their seats like,
1: Come on! Come on, George Hill! Show the ball, buddy! Uh, Sean, you know George Hill is not going to be healthy. Yeah, what am I? Saying? That like, late in the season <laughs> next year.
2: <laughs> yeah, I should have. I should have set that hypothetical on Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so now, I mean, the nice thing is they can let Derrick Rose get the offense establish It's his team. And then Isaiah can be the sixth man starting around Thanksgiving, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm just happy that uh, Derek Rose gets to be on another super team. Oh, he's um, going to be
2: so excited. Crowder, Rose, Love,
1: Calderon.
2: Calderon. Super team. Also, LeBron James.
1: Earlier today started with you saying the, the Cavaliers should just trade LeBron James. Well, I thought in a text.
2: Oh yeah. Well, that was because I thought that because I thought the trade was gonna be worse. I thought the trade was gonna be worse because like getting <laughs> that is like I've come around to like. Yeah, I mean, look. This tree (laughs) broke as I was getting on a plane to the Bay Area, which is why we're Skyping now. And I was, like, prep. I was packing and was like, God damn it, Isaiah Thomas and Jake Redder. Now I've talked myself (laughs) into, I think the Cavaliers could take the Warriors to seven games. Now that they got, well, the other thing to consider is they're definitely getting Dwayne Wade. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Aren't they
1: better? Aren't they, like, significantly better now? Yes. I mean, never... they're significantly better just by adding Jay Crowder.
2: And they lost they lost one player, and they added Rose, Calderon, Jeff Green, and then, you know, Isaiah <laughs> Thomas, Jay Crowder, and Dwayne Wade. Like, that's honestly pretty good. I don't think Chelsea well, Billups could have done that.
1: And I look, I'm not going to count on it, but the Celtics were so high on Zizic, they were maybe going to start him.
2: Yeah. I. But. It... <laughs> I have no opinion, and it was really. It's so hard to judge a person like that in Summer League. Yeah. Uh, he's seven feet tall. He's 20 years old.
1: He sets screens and he uh, rebounds, which, you I know, am... that's more than Channing Fry.
2: <laughs> I mean, he just seems like a guy they didn't really. Ha- w- weren't they running? No, I mean. The problem is that now that he's possibly the Cavs' third center, that means he's, you know, now in line for the uh, Final Destination curse that (laughs) afflicts all those people. Like, Andrew Bogut, uh, Eddie Tavares broke his hand, Larry Sanders pulled a suck
1: muscle, uh... (laughs) Uh, Larry Sanders gravity bong broke. Um the weirdest thing is that Danny A said, "This
2: has been a roller coaster of a day for us, trading away Isaiah and Jay and Ante, especially Isaiah and Jay."
0: Yeah, especially
2: of course, especially them. Not a 7-footer who wasn't even there last year. Yeah, we're going to miss him. We're going to miss him a lot. The week he spent on our team in Summer League. And we were oh, just, he, you he know, we played were, on
1: Summer League twice to be fair. We were all He just, also played last year. Yeah,
2: they were all glued to the TV every time that Faka Dogus played last year. Yeah, that's the <laughs> Turkish team he played for. By the way, do you know
1: do you know who his coach was last year? Oh, David Blatt? David Blatt? Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh
2: and apparently he is part of the golden generation of Croatian prospects. And uh, that involves uh, Mr. Zubac, uh-huh. makers, Nick Slavica, who is not on the league yet. And of course, Dragan Bender.
1: Ooh. Oh. Is
2: Luka Doncic
1: not one of those guys? Uh, I, is he Croatian? I don't know what Luka Doncic <laughs> is. Honestly, still just a name that I hear people say, and I'm like, I can't believe that guy's going to be like the number three pick. Isn't that crazy? Next year,
2: he is (laughs) he is Slovenian, and he looks he looks like he would be Landry's backup on Friday Night Lights (laughs) as a kicker. Uh, Well, I mean, he's wearing in this picture. Now he is a young man. You know, he's playing for Real Madrid.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, His name is Luca Doncic
2: He's only 18 But he is wearing the largest t-shirt Under his jersey that I've (laughs) ever seen anyone wear Like it is He looks like he's from Like the white power Bizarro universe version of the Fab Five Where they're like big t-shirts Normal shorts (laughs) No high fives Or you could find Uh, The NBA comparison is apparently Danilo Gallinari Or from the Houston Rockets, it would be, I, I don't know, Harrison Barnes, whatever cross-racial thing they came up with. <coughs> now, now is there a rule in Houston where, like, if there's a Slovenian prospect, you have to c- compare them to a Serb or a Croat so you don't end up with those? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, so I, I do want to talk about this. So I this trade broke as I was getting on a plane to the Bay Area and um so it also
1: ruined your vacation
2: i mean it was just crazy because i almost missed my plane just because i had two of the oldest lift drivers i've ever had in my life who (laughs) missed freeway entrances that
0: weren't
2: like i don't know what they were following uh and then at one point i said you know i think we're gonna miss this flight we really gotta hurry and then the guy drove into the burbank airport at roughly three miles an hour (laughs) as i was looking at these texts and being like i'm so annoyed but also did they get that pick or not i don't know (laughs) like i almost hope we miss it so i can just text joey for the next hour uh but some other nba writers were also traveling um Mm -hmm. two of our our very favorites on this podcast i think our favorites i think maybe the top two at least in terms of
1: the ones we don't know
2: oh yeah, yeah yeah these are yeah, guys yeah. that we don't know we would love to have on the podcast we love their writing and i feel like we find them fascinating as writers and men yes is that for 100 so, um, so um so
1: um let's start with uh our friend danny larue danny larue from, from the Dunk 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 podcast, podcast and the, the Athlet- athletic yeah. sf
2: yeah uh <laughs> um, lawyer so he- political operative and basketball junkie. Uh,
1: well, and also chef. Blue apron chef. Blue apron, Blue apron chef.
2: Blue apron yeah. chef.
1: Danny um, is. Danny is currently riding the rails across the country. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, and he's... he was, <laughs> to be fair, he was able to call into the Dunked On podcast today. No, he except went to... the call dropped 10 to. Twelve times.
2: Oh, because he was in dark territory, as you
1: saw well, in the film *Under Siege* too. Well, what it's to funny that you—it's <laughs> funny that you say that because um, it. <laughs> Nate Duncan mentioned that Danny <laughs> was on the train yesterday, uh-huh. either for the eclipse or by coincidence. But I think it was to see the one hundred percent eclipse. Yeah, he timed it that so he... he
2: he got to he got to Southern Oregon in time for the eclipse, which he I think I think they I think he was outside the train from the context but... of his tweet. He seemed like he <laughs> said like he
1: was not in a boxcar for that. Uh, but he was so upset. Yeah, the only thing that I think would make him more upset. Is the fact that he's missed so much Blue Apron? It's just piling up um, outside his house too. Because <laughs> uh, again, Danny, if you are listening, we are not making fun of you. We love you so much. We're celebrating him. Uh, he was. He was. We also, love the fact that you love Blue Apron yeah. more than any podcaster possible.
2: I just love. I just love that <laughs> Danny Larue is absolutely the hardest working, most diligent basketball writer out there. I think because he records. Upwards of 15 podcasts a week that often go <laughs> into the two hours. Uh, uh-huh. He writes for a bunch of websites. He relentlessly tweets uh, like good, smart opinions all the time. And the one time he takes a break to like unplug in the most traditional way to be like, I'm not even available. I'm just going to watch nature. Well, something uh, else
1: happened this year when he was on vacation, if you remember right. Oh, really? One of the big trades. I forget what it was. <sighs> Danny, It man. might have been Paul George. And I just... But he was like on a flight to Guam or something. <laughs> 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 but anyway, he tweeted, he quote tweeted the Shams Sharanya tweet uh-huh. uh, announcing the trade and just said, and I can just tell how disappointed he is. Of course this happens while I am on vacation. <laughs> right. And, and
2: I just hope that, I love it. I I am a I'm a big consumer of his content. I have not donated to the Patreon yet, but uh, I do I hope this doesn't make him think he can never sleep or take a break. Yes.
1: Like please continue going like I on want vacation, da- Danny. Yeah. You need the breaks. <laughs> I want
2: I want Danny to live a long, full and healthy life. Uh the uh, the other person who seems like the yeah. speaking of people who have a whole a, a full happy life, um, improbable NBA pundit Brian Brian Windy Windhorst uh, uh-huh. took a vacation. Like Brian Windhorst, f-
1: I'm going to say our favorite non friend of the pod category. Yeah, he's he's my, he's he's my favorite NBA favorite. writer that
2: I've had zero contact and no <laughs> zero information about. Um, I think it's amazing that he just came from Akron and got this incredible position. He seems like he has like, I love the, if if anyone wants to check out the Kevin Arnowitz, uh, Brian Windhorse travel pod, it is fantastic where they just talk about cities they like and restaurants. Mm-hmm. But um,
1: uh, the thing I would say about him though, yeah. is he is the NBA's Willie Loman.
2: Yes, he hates he hates the trade deadline. He wants to he it's great because he is a guy that fervently wants this to just be a job. Like like he he lives in Omaha. He seems like he has a loving wife. He has a great shoe hookup. Um, he is cultured, he reads books, he writes books. But the 24 hour news cycle of the NBA crushes him.
1: Well, and also, <laughs> while these things are happening that he already hates, it seems like the worst things on Earth happen to him. Uh, like, comic comic things keep happening to him. Like, at the trade deadline last year, he accidentally started updating his iPhone, and it was off for 80% oh, of the yes. time he was on yes. TV. <laughs> 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 he was complaining about... Something happening a few years ago, where he was mm-hmm. on vacation in Hawaii, and the yes. news ruined his Hawaiian vacation.
2: So currently, <laughs> he is in Italy. I believe he's in Rome.
1: Uh huh. <laughs> well, he is definitely in Rome uh-huh. because he tweeted, <laughs> "I'm in Rome. It's one thirty a.m. and my wife may be considering divorce." I leave analysis of the Cavs-Celtics trade to my able colleagues. Good night. <laughs>
2: God damn. <laughs> Brian Windhorst is the best, man. Uh,
1: He's scared of the color yellow. Ah,
2: it's it's uh, great. It's great. He's so One pure. time,
1: the producers on ESPN accidentally made it look like he slid out of the frame. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> um, there and... are great screenshots of him playing a tambourine. <laughs> They're just so... <laughs> the He's best like, things happen to I him.
2: I enjoy <laughs> learning about his life so much, and... If if you're listening, Mrs. Windhorst, Ms. Windhorst, whatever, uh, stick with him. He's a good guy. Don't get divorced. It's one yeah, thirty, and he's he's going to bed. He's letting <laughs> he's letting the rest of the team take over. Zach Lowe is also on vacation. I have not seen uh, if he's been been dragged back into the fray. It's just weird. It's weird because. Like these guys are not firemen. Like it makes some right. like Brian Windhorse needs to weigh in but like like Danny just take a nap on the train. Like <laughs> like it it's fine. Like, you know, it's not it's not like an emergency. We're doing an emergency podcast, but we're not married. We're not a, We we're need not... the
1: listeners. Yeah, exactly. Um... We're we're just hustling. But uh, we very easily could have saved this till Thursday. Yeah. Zaklo
2: um, Zacklo L- is in Croatia still, by the yeah, way.
1: Yeah, he did not tweet about this today. Yeah, yeah. So. so
2: he's actually scouting a lot of those players that we mentioned
1: earlier, I assume. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Sean, do you want to uh, give this trade a grade? How many... Uh, how many uh, predatory loans do you give this trade for the Cleveland Cavaliers?
2: Uh, that, it's, can you repeat that? I'm
1: sorry. Sure. Uh, how many predatory loans do you give this trade for the Cleveland Cavaliers out of ten?
2: Oh, uh, I'm going to say that's a that's a full seven. But if you give me like a fixed APR, <laughs> I'd, I'd bump it up to eight predatory loans. <laughs> I think that, you know... The the Celtics still have a lot of equity, but I could see their team going underwater. Like like.
1: And uh, on the Boston Celtics yeah. side, Sean, how many, uh, how many comped, Panera bread soup and sandwich combos do you give Danny Ainge for this uh, um, trade?
2: I think, I think he's got four, and he's got to pay for one. So. <laughs> So Zizic, oh, no, he's gone. So I guess um, which Boston Celtics starter has to buy his own Panera? I'm going to say it's Marcus Smart. <laughs> but I also think Marcus Smart is way more likely to get a contract extension now. So, you know, he's he's making an investment in the future as well, just like Danny Ainge. <laughs>
1: um all right uh is there anything else we need to talk about here
2: yeah i think we've wrapped up
1: yeah i think that's our show um we'll have another show in your itunes uh inbox in your itunes feed tomorrow so mm-hmm. double dose of ball rock another three-peat for the week oh shit Pat Riley's going to sue us. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> We're all going
2: to small claims court.
1: Uh, Jay, uh, I just hope, Jay Crowder, um, you learn to love sea bass as much as I do.
2: Mm hmm. hmm. I'm really um, sorry
1: about your baked beans empire. Yeah. <laughs> um, Isaiah Thomas, uh, get ready for some sub tweets. Oh my God. He and... and Kay Felder
2: can wear each other's clothes. It's going to be adorable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, um, As always, uh, trust the process. Trust the process
2: and trust that 2018 Brooklyn pick. Mm -hmm. Shut it
1: down. Let's go home. Go
2: home.